Hello, how are you? I hope you're having a fabulous day. Can you believe that we are on episode 29 of this podcast? I mean, I, I, I can't believe it. Time has flown. Everything has been such a whirlwind at this up to this point. Um, so many amazing things happening both in the farm, uh, personal life, uh, business. Every, it's just so wild and crazy. The, the adventure that life is. But um, with that adventure that we're on or that we're in, um, sometimes, more than not, honestly, um, having people or processes to help streamline or make your life easier and more productive or more profitable or whatever that second part is for your situation, it just makes the entire process and experience better. So that's what we're talking about today. Um, Angels in the office is kind of what I've, I've called this episode. Um, because really the people that are making things happen behind the scenes are pretty incredible. So I've gotten this broken out into a couple different, uh, perspectives or things that we'll talk about. Um, so without any further ado, I would like to say welcome Thank you for being here. This is the Between Me and Drew podcast. My name is Drew, and I have the honor of owning and operating Clara Joy's Flowers in the Driftless region of Northwestern Illinois. And today, we are going to be talking about managing and prioritizing your time. So, let's get rolling. What I just told you is probably one of the hardest things to do. Honestly, we're going to go back to that. (laughs) Managing and prioritizing your time. Um... That concept took me an incredible amount of time to really, truly wrap my mind around and just get, you know. It is very, very difficult to understand your limits. And you, you if you're new to this business or this industry of specialty horticulture and cut flower farming or design work, we can wrap that into <clears throat> understanding where to draw the line is huge and a lot of times it takes burnout to understand this it takes some very uncomfortable uh points or times in your life to to learn that you really shouldn't be doing that again um, or or that you need to make changes um so once you're once you find yourself in that situation of okay this is not good how do i get out from here or how do i make sure i'm not you know in this situation again um, and I think some things that I've learned or taken away from my experience is you need to focus on what you're good at. So I know that I don't have the mental capacity to keep track of all of our sales tax information and, and filing and all of that fun jazz. So I know that I'm not super hot at that. But however, I seem to be doing a pretty kick-ass job at organizing a farm and doing design work. So I, I need to focus more energy on those places because that's where my my thought process and my mind can go towards. So that's a huge, you know, not red flag because red flags tend to be bad, but that's a huge indicator for me that focus on what you're good at. And for me... Office work is not super hot. So 
Um, also, be intentional with your actions. So don't just be out here making making moves, thinking that you know it's what, just because someone else is doing it doesn't mean that you need to be doing it. Basically, is what that boils down to. You know, I could be watching a grower in Florida, you know, planting. Who knows what else, what what they might be doing. But just because I see that doesn't mean that I have to be doing that as well. Someone else might be, you know, shipping flowers and doing 100 weddings every season. But just because they are doesn't mean that I have to. You know, that might not work for both processes, both locations, both, you know, infrastructure setups, all of those things. So be intentional, move with intention, and just be smart. I think the other thing is very difficult sometimes, and that is it's okay to rely on others. And this is something that we've talked about before, but understanding that there is a point in time when you feel like you should have someone there to help you or that you need to hire an employee. And when you feel that moment, you're already behind the schedule, basically. Um, so understanding that there are going to be very uncomfortable times when it comes to labor and crew and employees or helpers or whatever you want to call them. But once you get in that moment and you start to build that foundation and that family, you have to rely on those people. Um, relying on others and, and sharing some of the workload um, is very, very difficult for some people, myself included, um, because there are things that we want done a very specific way. And oftentimes, um, loosening up the reins a little bit um, can be difficult to do. Um, but once you understand that the people who are, you know, gravitating towards you and they are working on your team, you all have the same common goal. And that is to have a successful business to, you know, carry out a project to fruition or whatever the case might be in your particular situation. Um, but you all are going in the same direction and that's huge. So those are, I think the, the, the overall big three um, topics or points or things to remember, um, understanding your limits as, as a whole, but focusing on, on what you're good at, being intentional with your actions, moving with intention and relying on others. Um, now I kind of want to move into <clears throat> a few more specifics, um, because I feel like, um, getting down into the nitty gritty oftentimes is more beneficial than talking in a, a hypothetical perspective. Um, or thought process. So um, I, I mentioned earlier that I'm not super hot at keeping up with the the record keeping, you could say. So um, filing sales taxes and filing year-end taxes and payroll and <clears throat> payroll taxes and all that fun stuff. So hiring an accountant, honestly, has transformed the way that we do things. And I before we brought our accountant on to, to the team, um, her name is Jessie. Before we brought Jessie in um, or brought our books to Jessie, I kind of had the thought process of I can't afford a person to do that. And um, quite frankly, having a, a bookkeeper or an accountant or, or whatever you want to you call this person um, 
really is a very minor cost of business, cost of doing business. So I know that we have to purchase $1,000 worth of soil amendments every season, and I budget for that. And now I know that we have to pay Jesse's fees to do the services that we need her to do. So I just budget for that. Um, so really, once you once you bring that person in and you utilize them to the best of their abilities and, and they do what they're good at and you can rely on that person, they're totally worth it. Because giving them the opportunity to help me um, has allowed me so much more time to focus on the actual growing aspect or planning aspect of the farm. You know, it gives me more time to work with clients. It gives me more time to do this, to record podcast episodes um, and, and share our experiences. So bringing on people like an accountant is huge from from a big picture perspective. You know, if we get into a more nitty gritty, um, making sure that payroll is like done on time is also a really big deal. Um, because these are people, these are families, these are like individuals who have actual lives that work for you and they are relying on a, you know, timely paycheck. And, uh, I can honestly tell you that before we brought Jesse on, that was not happening on a consistent, consistent basis. Um, which is not good at all. Um, there's there's no no lying or denying that. Um, so once you also have that thought process of wow, okay, like I'm I might just have one, you know, key person working for me, but that person might have two kids and you know a, a spouse or a partner at home. So there's more than just what's going on in your operation that you are either contributing to or accountable for. So really wrapping your mind around that is very, very important. Um, but one of the other interesting things for us is that we live in what we call in the area a tri-state area. So we're very close to Iowa and Wisconsin. We live in Illinois. So a lot of the product that we sell um, is sold in different states. So because of that, um, each state has a different sales tax protocol. Um, turning that over to part of it over to, to Jesse and then having my mom um, kind of step in and, and help take care of that and just general bookkeeping, um, again, gives me more time to do the things that um, I love to do and that I'm better at. But also um, there is a legal side to business that um, if you're not timely on and you're not up to date on these things, that is also a problem. Um, because taking, making sure that your payroll checks are written in a timely manner is important. Yes. But making sure that you're paying your federal payments <laughs> is also very, very important because those are the people who, uh, will come find you. So, um, making sure that all of that is done correctly, making sure that each state that has a, has a different protocol, um, is, you know, having it done the way that they want on the timeline that they do it on, um, things like that. But one other really, really uh, amazing thing about having an accountant for your business, 
um, and an accountant that also happens to be your personal accountant um, is it just makes things so much more cohesive and easy to process at tax time um, because they, they know your story. They understand what you're doing. Um, another thing that I would strongly, strongly encourage is if you are on the lookout for an accountant or if you're on the hunt for someone to kind of uh, help help you in this part of your business, find and if you're growing or any sort of agricultural venture and flowers are agricultural find someone who is fluent in that field now jesse our accountant is not fluent um in exclusively cut flower production ventures or businesses because quite frankly there aren't a lot of us around in our area but She's been doing, you know, farmer's taxes, like conventional farmer's taxes and books for a very, very long time. So she knows that there are certain deductions that we qualify for. There are, you know, things that can be filed a different way because this is a farm. Um, Things like that are huge that I would have no idea about. And since she's also handling all of our personal stuff, too, she she just gets it. She knows, and we've been with Jesse for a very, very long time. Um, so definitely look into hiring a professional, um, and that will totally change everything. Um, now we can also come to this perspective from you know, let's say that you are really, really good in the office, but you like to see you know, a field full of flowers, or you like to see a bustling business happening, you know, under your doorstep or something like that. So just reverse the roles. Instead of hiring an accountant, you are that person. So hire a farm manager, or hire a daily lead, or hire, you know, someone who can be outside, who can be doing that planning, who can be, you know, doing the things that you are not able to do because you're focusing on the um, quote-unquote number or the, the computer aspect of that business. Um, so just because we're talking from my perspective does not mean that my perspective is the only way. That's not what is happening here. Um, one other thing that I've noticed has made a huge difference is hiring an employee, maybe part-time, to begin with, uh, to just help with general office duties. So that could be um, billing out invoices if if someone is paying on a on an invoice basis, um, making and processing shipping labels. Oh my goodness, I can't tell you how amazing it is to be able to leave the farm for a day and know that there is someone who is qualified, who is trained to you know go into our shipping softwares and to you know how to make labels and to know how to just do that stuff. Oh my gosh, it's so amazing because then while you're gone, things just don't stop. They they keep progressing because people are doing their jobs. It's amazing. Filling orders, um, f- filing receipts. Oh my gosh. Can we just talk about receipts for a minute? Our receipt situation is like was, was atrocious i literally have a box in every workspace 
here on the farm. I have a box in the studio. I have a box in the basement. I have a box in my office just filled with receipts. It's atrocious. So what we do, because we used to just wait until the end of the year, and that was a mess. Um, every now and then, Ashley, who is kind of my my right-hand girl, um, she'll go around to all the boxes, collect all the receipts, and then we have a filing system. Um, and, and primarily, it's just broken out by month. So we know that, like, the January, February, March receipts go in this camp, uh, file, um, and we can kind of keep track of things that way. But you could take that one step further. You know, if you wanted to, to sort it by, you know, crop expense and you wanted to sort it by, you know, input or or whatever, um, you could totally do that. But once we have our receipts sorted by month um, or by, you know, quarter, we'll say, um, then it's so much easier to enter all of those into QuickBooks. Um, we do keep track of pretty much all of our um, expenses and business things in QuickBooks. Um, with, it's a program and a software that we've worked with and uh, kind of grown with for years. So we're very invested at this point with QuickBooks. <laughs> um, it's also how we do bill out um, customers or clients if on a, on a very, you know, particular basis. Um, I will say that we have the majority of things automated to a sense that we aren't doing a lot of manual billing. Um, so that's very, very lovely. Um, filing receipts, filling orders, filing old event contracts. So we do a lot of event work here, um, a lot of wedding design, and I don't like to throw any of that information away. Um, so instead of me keeping and you can do this either either way. Um, and we're going to get into HoneyBook and what that is in a minute. But um, I can keep track of a physical contract from three years ago in my filing cabinet stashed away. Or I can keep it on a, a digital version of it. So either way is totally fine. Um, but we keep all the papers because they have like scribbled on notes or there might be things like stapled together or whatever. So then if there ever is a problem or anyone ever needs some proof or something of what was noted during a consultation because they thought they were going to have a different color or whatever, but you wrote it down because you were quickly making notes during your consultation, um, you have that. You have that physical thing. So that's important as well. And Ashley does a, lab, a lovely job with that as well. Um, I, the last thing we're going to talk about as far as discussion points is investing in automations. And automations um, are primarily happening in the office setting. Um, farming automations and mechanizations is something that we should talk about too. But when we're talking about office work, there are a few processes that we've invested in um, or just explored that are amazing. Um, I think the first one is very, very straightforward. It's free, um, but I don't think that it's something that people do all the time. Um, and that is setting up just a very standard auto response on Gmail. Like, this is not groundbreaking. This is not anything new. This is just something that we've really kind of wrapped our mind around 
over the past few years. And it's just made a huge difference because um, we can set it up to like have a delayed response or it can be an auto response. Um, So if we're out of town or we're setting up an event and we know it's going to be a busy weekend in the office or whatever, just having that message there for your client to know like, hey, we have received your note. We're busy. We're going to get back to you. If it takes us four days, we're not blowing you off. We're just really kind of swamped. So that's huge. Um, We're going to talk about HoneyBook now. So HoneyBook is a wedding planning or just event planning software. And um, it's amazing. Now, I know that there are people who will disagree with me on that. But for what we are doing, and the size of weddings that we are working with, um, which are not huge in the grand scheme of things. Um, HoneyBook is perfect. I love it so much. So when when a uh, prospective wedding client sends in or wants, wants to learn more about booking with us or, you know, how to move forward, um, we have a submission form on our website that they fill out as best as they can. And that, that submission form breaks down, you know, how many of this do you need? How many of that do you want? What's your color palette? What's your inspiration? Where's your venue? Date. All of those details that really are kind of a big deal. Um, we have all of that right up front in their initial submission form that they send in. Once they send that in, which all of that information is hyperlinked to our HoneyBook account, HoneyBook is going to have the ability to send them an automated response that I made that says, hey, you know, thank you so much. Um, Please send me your inspiration photos so that I can make sure our design aesthetics are going to work well together Um, once we receive those and I can make sure that that we're going to be a great fit. You know, I'd love to arrange a, a consultation time with you. And that's completely automated. Like, I don't, I don't write that every time. Um, and I have it set up that it sends that message like 23 or 27 minutes after I receive their email. So it's a little more not uh, canned. It's not like an automatic 30 minutes on the dot. You know, I can customize that time of how long until that message is sent. Um, yes, they'll still receive that automated message at one twenty-seven in the morning if they send their submission in at 1 o'clock. So it might seem a little awkward if you get a personalized message from me at one thirty in the morning. But um, it's still something <clears throat> to get that ball rolling without me having to be there to, you know, baby them in those first few steps. Once I have that, those, those inspiration photos from them, then I have another automated response um, that I can just click a button and it's right there. It's not even a, a, a copy and paste thing like you used to have to do. Now I just have like a, a drop down bar and um, I have, gosh, I don't know, probably 20 different pre-made uh, responses for uh, different stages in our booking process so that instead of me having to take five minutes or 10 minutes and write out a response that I know I'm going to be sending to every single wedding client, I can just click two buttons and it's done and I can send it off. Um, 
So it's a little automations like that um, that really do save um, a lot of time and they increase your efficiencies. When you are looking at ways to streamline processes, um, I've found that instead of wanting to totally and entirely redo a process from the ground up, which there are times when that is necessary. But instead of doing that for every every single time, every single thing, um, find or isolate little nuggets here and there. So let's say if you can save three minutes for the first six messages that you have to send someone to book them as a wedding client, that saved you 20 minutes right there. So that's 20 minutes that you could, you know, use on vetting new seed sources. That is 20 minutes that you could use on drafting a proposal. That is 20 minutes that you could use, you know, harvesting more if you're doing this, you know, if you're doing both of those things. Um, so those 20 minutes per person times however many weddings come your way in a season, for us it's a lot, that makes a huge difference. And I am more than happy to pay for the ability to, to save time. Holy cow. Absolutely. I think in HoneyBook we pay, gosh, I don't know, two, three hundred dollars, um, maybe more. I don't know. But I will tell you that it is so worth it. So worth it. Within HoneyBook, you can also um, save files worth of photo, like photos and photography because each um, line item, each item that we're you know preparing for a proposal um, gets an inspiration photo so that they have a visual to look at. Um, it saves, you know, item descriptions. It saves your pricing. It saves all of that stuff. I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, also, when we're talking about automations and little things to do in the background, if you're selling something on an e-commerce platform, this might not seem like a big deal at all, but honestly it is. So on our website, if you buy something, you have the ability to pay with a credit card or you have the ability to pay with PayPal, okay? You can do either. PayPal can process your credit card too. Um, if you pay with credit card on our website, your funds are not processed through Clara Joyce Flowers. I never see your credit card information. I never see the credit card number. I don't know the PIN. I don't know any of that stuff. That's all processed through a company called Stripe, S-T-R-I-P-E. When, when you, Stripe processes your credit card, um, yes, I pay a processing fee, but I'm going to pay a processing fee no matter what I do. So again, just understand that that's a cost of doing business. But um, when Stripe processes your, your, your information, um, they will hold that, they will hold those funds up to, I don't know, 72 hours, uh, just to see if there's, you know, if it's um, mischievous behavior or if something seems a little fishy or off, um, then that's a kind of a grace, gray period. Um, but after that time is up, it's automatically deposited in my bank account. Automatic. And you might be thinking, well, why does that matter? Well, it's kind of nice to know that like there's a steady stream <laughs> at certain points in the year that there there will be money 
coming into your account, even if you're not, you know, making in-person sales. As long as you're making website sales, there's going to be money coming in. And when you're busy and you are working 18-hour days and you you are just like war to the bone. Honestly, we don't want to get to that point, but it happens, unfortunately. Um, when you are in that moment and you are somewhere or, and you have to pay a bill and there's no money in your account, but you know that you've been making sales and then you realize that you process everything through PayPal and that you have to manually do the bank deposits and transfers, you're, you just, I just cry. (laughs) That's all I do. I just sit there and cry, curl up in a little ball. No, I don't actually do that. I just get annoyed because it's one more thing that I have to do. PayPal, it's lovely. It's great to have access to. It's a wonderful tool. It gives flexibility and options to your customers, which is wonderful. But it's just one more thing that you have to do. You have to go into your PayPal account, um, you know, decide how much money you want to transfer. And then you still might have to wait three days in order to get that money. Um, because they have like a two to three day, you know, processing, um, if you don't want to pay the additional fee, um, to have an instant deposit made for you. So, um, it's little things like that that really do make the biggest difference. So once we, or now that we've kind of wrapped up the majority of the information for this episode, I think it's very clear to see that there are three kind of categories that we can bundle all of this information up into. First is understanding what you, your person, are good at and focusing on that and and really making those skills that you are good at work for you, okay? Number two was finding someone outside of your business, outside of your circle, to help make you more profitable, make you a better business operation just better in general um regardless of whether that's from you know a specific of making sure your your uh, payroll is on schedule or whatever and the third thing is to hire someone uh for your own you know entity for your own business ours is ashley my right hand girl she's you know she's the one who can make labels she's the one who knows how to do all the filing she's the one who can you know, have her hands in the things that are happening here in the in the office, um, and still help me keep this show afloat. Um, we also should not discount having um, a person kind of like my mom on your team too. Um, to again be another overseer, someone who is you know good at numbers and is organized and knows all of those things. If you're not that, um, there is nothing wrong with understanding where you need to draw the line. Um, There's nothing wrong with asking for help or bringing people onto your team and embracing what they are good at. And um, that is a huge, huge asset to your business once you do get to that point and you find those people. Um, It just makes you stronger from within. What we've talked about today is not gospel in any form. Okay, this is, again, my experiences, what I've gone through, 
and um, my goal is to just help and to to share my experience. Um, thank you for being here. This is going to be a shorter episode today, um, but again, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you following along. I appreciate you making purchases on our website. All of those things are amazing. I love it. It brings me so much joy. Um, please do follow us on social media. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram under Clara Joyce Flowers. If you have questions about today's episode or ideas for new topics, you can send me an email at drew at clarajoyceflowers.com. On our website, clarajoyceflowers.com, we've got cut flower seeds, merchandise, handmade soaps, and so much more available for purchase that we can ship right to your door. Also, mm-hmm, uh, I would want you to make a note on your calendar for our fall launch, which will be happening the first weekend in October on our website. Um, that's when we do our initial pre-sale of Dahlia tubers, Dahlia cuttings that we'll be offering for the next year things like that. So get a head start. Um, And also, depending on your streaming platform for today's episode, please feel free to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast. I always enjoy reading all of your feedback and little tidbits like that, and I share that with the crew. So again, thank you for being here. I'm super excited, and I hope that this helped. Um, Next week, uh, end of April, oh my gosh, can you guys believe Um, we will be talking about ways that we manage our risk from a very physical perspective. Um, Not so much financial, but financial and physical kind of do go hand in hand. So uh, we will be talking about ways that we manage risk here at the farm. So I will see you then, and I hope you have a great rest of your week. Bye. Bye.